Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Hi guys and welcome to this month's Trojan Tighten Up show, um, live on Soho Radio. I'm Keisha St Paul and I'm here with... Your old friend Lawrence Kane Honeyset. So we've got a very special guest with us today. Um, her name is DJ Amma, the queen of reggae and ska. Um, DJ Amma is our Trojan fan of the month this month, so we're going to have lots of chat with her a little bit later on in the show. But now, should we get into a few tracks, Lawrence? Yeah, absolutely. Let's play some tracks from some new and forthcoming releases from our friends at Dr. Bird and Music on Vinyl. It's really nice to have you on the show this month. How are you? I'm very well, and hello, Trojan Records. Thank <laughs> you very much for inviting me on here today. No worries. Thank you for coming. Thank you for, for your time. Um, so, yeah, you are the Trojan Fan of the Month for December. Um, it's a brand new initiative that we're doing where we're highlighting and honouring those that we know have a love for Trojan Records um, and have a strong affinity with the brand. So we just wanted to get to know you a little bit more and also have our fans get to know you a little bit more as well. Um, so I just want to start off with, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Well, as you know, I'm DJ Amma, queen of reggae and ska. Um, well, I've been DJing for over 20 years. And in that time, I've gone throughout the whole of the UK and internationally. Um, I'm a collector, I collect reggae and ska, and I collect originals. And when I DJ, I also have a ton of Trojan Records originals in my boxes. I play a mixture of reggae, ska, and rocksteady. And yeah, Amazing. that's it. Lovely. Amazing. So Hi. the records that you have, the Trojan Records that you have, the originals, where did you acquire them and when did you acquire them? Oh gosh, I've acquired them literally from all over. Uh, literally every secondhand shop knows me and they know <laughs> me well. I would literally go into a secondhand shop and sit there with my little tiny record player. So I'm lucky to get an original vintage, um, tiny little blue record player. And I will sit there all day going through all the sevens until mm-hmm. I find something like, I think, yay, this is a great one. You know, I can buy that. And so literally I collected my collection from scratch, from zero to what I've achieved personally on my own Mm -hmm. to this day. Nice. Amazing. 
Lovely. So do you also, apart from going to secondhand shops, do you also check out specialist shops and uh, go online using uh, Discogs and eBay and things like that? Wherever I can get vinyl from. Uh, yeah, literally. I, I, wherever I can get vinyl tunes from. But the first place I ever did start buying vinyl from was literally secondhand shops. Yeah, of course, you never really know what you're going to pick up, do you? So how did you first get into DJing then? Oh, gosh. Right. Um, I've got two older brothers who are serious DJs. And many, many, many years ago, because um, they run a sound system, they've been running a sound system. In fact, they're one of the first to run a sound system where I grew up. Um, and a proper sound system with the great big bass bins and all the other floor. But anyway, what happened many years ago, they'd overbooked themselves to do gigs. There's only two of them. They had three gigs. There was a brand new nightclub that was opening up and they couldn't find any friends to stand in for them. So literally at the 11th hour, they asked me to do it. And I didn't know anything about DJing. I hadn't even been a bedroom DJ. I'd always accompanied them when they were doing the sound system or even popped to London to help them pick out tunes. Mm -hmm. But I'd never been a DJ. So that night, they literally brought in all their equipment into the club. Um, my brother said, right, this is the mixer. These are the turntables. This is the amp. This is the speakers this is how you put the record on. And then if you move the mixer to the left, you can hear that side. If you move it to the right, you can hear that side. And then he left. <laughs> literally, I didn't even get a chance to practice. <laughs> I, literally, I found the perfect cure for constipation that <laughs> night. Literally, I'm, there's no exaggeration meant in that song, in that what I've just said. <laughs> so um, literally throughout the night, I even spotted some of my school friends because I was only 14, so technically I went to be there but this was back in the day where most things you could get pretty much get away with most things back then mm -hmm. so yeah they were like what are you doing here and I'm like yeah I'm the DJ for tonight and then I had loads of men going past throughout the night going oh my god it's a girl it's a girl DJ it's look seriously it's a girl DJ it's a girl it's a, you know. <laughs> and so the end of the night the owner of the venue came up to me and said, look, you've done a really grand job tonight. The floor was packed out. We sold a lot of money on drinks. Would you like to come back? And I was like, wow. what? <laughs> me? You want me to come back? And also those that know me, especially those that grew up with me, know that I was extremely shy. I was painfully shy back then. Mm -hmm. So for me to fall into DJing was, wouldn't have been something that people would have readily said yes she's going to be a future dj yeah. so the guy that owned that venue owned two other venues um, where i grew up locally and yeah sure enough he asked me to do those venues as well so and that's as they say the rest is history wow that's and, amazing yeah, that's great <laughs> oh yeah so um yeah a lot of people that know me back then know that's how i got into it as well Wow, so you were 14 and had not one lesson and literally no, no. the whole dance hall. Yeah, um, from then I did go on to teach girls how to DJ and did that all around London, Amazing. Whitechapel, Finsbury Park. Um, and it was basically to motivate girls that were in deprived areas, mm. um, how to big up themselves and how to have more confidence and self-belief. And I did that around Camden as well. That was a few years ago. So yeah, I did take what I've 
personally gained and mm -hmm. gave back to other communities as well just yeah. to help other females wow i love that that is amazing congratulations you're welcome <laughs> also just you know, <laughs> the fact that you've helped so many other young women you know that that's something that's so inspirational I love that. Yeah. So how do you feel about uh, the representation of of women in reggae music at the moment? Do you feel like it's got better from when you first started or is there still work to be done? There's always work to be done, but it has got a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to find now when I DJ, I don't get told, are you the boy? Are you the girlfriend of the DJ? Yeah. Can you tell the DJ? to play that record or can you ask the DJ what was the name of that record? Not realizing that's actually me, that was the DJ. Yeah. Um, I also, every now and again, I will get a comment like, we don't get many people like you DJing mm. or especially playing the reggae tunes that I play because I play a lot of boss reggae. Yeah, of course. When you uh, when you did first do that DJ spot when you were 14, where, where was that? What club was it? Oh, that was a club called Down Unders. In, well, is that London? Oh, no, it wasn't in London. It was a place outside of London. So it was a place called Reading. And yeah. if there's anyone from Oxford Road listening, big up <laughs> Oxford Road and Reading. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. Love that. Amazing. So a little bit about your name. So your name is DJ Emma, the Queen of Reggae and Ska. Tell us where that came from and how, how you got that name. Yeah, um, DJ I'm a Queen of Reggae and Ska. Literally, um, a few years ago, I did a three-day event in Italy, mm -hmm. in north of Italy. And the event is called Attente Quelle a Due, which is, means beware of, beware of those two, which is from the 1960s film, The Persuaders. Right. So they invited me to DJ and they were the first to, to give me the name DJ Amma Queen of Scar. Mm -hmm. And that night when I played my reggae and there was a lot of Trojan records in my box, yeah. they then decided to call me DJ Amma Queen of Reggae and Scar. And that's <laughs> where it came from. So, yeah. And yeah, that's literally um, what... They've nicknamed me ever since DJ I'm a Queen of yeah. Reggae and Scar. And it's because of the tunes, because I play a mixture of big tunes and classics and rares mm -hmm. as well. Right, so you were named by the fans? Yes, I was named by the fans. And a lot of them are Trojan Record fans as well. Oh, wicked. That's so good. Love that. So as we mentioned earlier, um, you're the Trojan um, top fan of the month. Um, and we're basically choosing people that we believe are obviously our top fans and, you know, have, have, a, have a great love for, for the label and what we do and what, you know, what we've been doing from the late 60s. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your earliest memory of Trojan Records? God, now you are <laughs> going right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I grew up in a household that loves music. Uh, my yeah. mother and my father used to buy a lot of records, a lot of sevens, and he would often play them on his system, which was back then a gram, where you could see the sevens dropping one by one, where mm -hmm. you stack them all on. And as a kid, my mother and my father would often sing a Horace Faith song, which is Black Pearl. Mm -hmm. And what they would sing to me is, Black girl, precious little girl, mm -hmm. let me put you up where you belong. 
and they would sing that to me all the time black Aww. girl precious little girl <laughs> so yeah that's my earliest uh, memory and then Beautiful. as I got to know the labels, I thought, oh, that's a Trojan record they used to sing to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my very first ever memory of oh, Trojan that, records. That is so special. For it to be a family memory of your mum and your dad, that's really special. I love that. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, we ought to play the record. Let's give it a spin. Here we go. Black Pearl by Horace Faith. So 2020 has been a tough year for everyone, um, but especially those that um, make a living from the live live events and the live arenas. Um, however, it's coming to an end now and hopefully things are looking up. So do you have any big plans coming up for 2021? Um, well, hopefully if the coronavirus pandemic does come to an end, because it has been a horrible, horrible year, and mm. um, for so many people and for those that have passed over even great artists and yeah. mm -hmm. um, that have passed over this year it's not been a nice year for anyone mm. but i'm hoping if it does come to an end then some of the gigs that i had planned for this year will hopefully come back round and i can do them next year mm -hmm. um so i'm literally just waiting to hear back from people to find out whether those gigs that were supposed to take place this year will happen next year. So everyone just literally just sitting back and waiting. Mm -hmm. um, so at this point in time, I cannot say until I get the go ahead. Okay, that's very understandable. And I think so many people are in the in the same situation. It is, it's really tough at the moment, but we can't wait for when the concerts and the, and the parties and the, the club nights start back again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if they do, and when they do, how do people know where you are? Can, can we follow you? Are you on social media? Do you have a website? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Um, if they Google DJ Amma, spelled A-M-M-A, -M -M -A, official, they can find me there. They'll find video clips and photographs and blurbs. And um, yeah, every now and again, I will do um, a SoundCloud or a MixCloud of my original tunes so they can hear live mixes that I've done as well. Yeah, DJ Amma official, there they can find everything else about myself on there. And also all my great achievements coming on television, coming on radio, and also yeah. coming on Trojan Records, yeah. tighten <laughs> up. Like, thank you, like, wow. So, and the first as well to oh. be your um, fan of the month so yes, thank know. you so yeah when I get a spare moment I will be adding that on my Facebook so <laughs> they find me on DJ Amo official that will be my other achievement amazing. So, amazing thank you ever so much for making me your first big fan of the no, month no it's our, our absolute pleasure absolutely well it's been lovely to talk to you dj amma um we've learned lots and thank you for being one of our top fans for, for december 
Um, and yeah, go and read DJ Anna's story. It's on our um, Trojan website, www.trojanrecords.com. We've asked her lots of different questions about Trojan, about her love for Trojan and the different records that she likes and the artists and her top inspirations. So you can read all of her answers over on our website. Thank you, Emma, DJ Emma. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you ever so much, Trojan Records. Take thank care. you. And tighten up radio. Yay! <laughs> this is Barry Biggs bigging up the Trojan Tighten Up Show on Soho Radio. Big up every time. Step right up. Hurry, hurry. Before the show.